This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to your Wednesday rush hour. If you'd like to be part of our program today, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So it is the day after the runoff election. Republicans lost. The Republican candidate lost. Uh, Yes, Herschel Walker went down to defeat... Not good. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, we're down to defeat. And here's what we're going to do. We can run through a few of the news stories, but I have invited for the Saturday show Audrey Pruitt of New Journey, the Political Action Committee New Journey, which I founded, by the way, in full disclosure. And the reason I haven't had Audrey on during the campaign season is because it would be self-serving and I didn't want to invite any of the snooping reporters that harangue us, well, harangue the organization all the time, give them any fodder. Besides, it's you know I, I'm, I hesitate to do things that I think could not look have a good look to them. But now that the, the election season is over, we're going to have Audrey Pruitt on this Saturday to discuss with us why he thinks Herschel Walker lost that race, but. There's a bigger discussion to be had, which is, who are you running in some of these races and why? And that's what I'll say about that. The press is orgasmic, the left, the left press. They are totally, they are besides themselves. Woo! Why Warnock's seat means so much to Senate Democrats. We won. It's a world of difference. That's what they say, this one seat. This was the most expensive race of the entire election cycle. $425 million was spent between the campaigns and the outside group supporting the campaigns. It's amazing that much money gets spent, and so little of it gets spent with... Anyway... Warnock's win now gives Democrats firm control of the Senate, makes life easier for them in a number of ways. It gives them a cushion trying to pass bills. They get total control over the committees. It eliminates procedural hurdles to carry on business in the Senate. That means that uh, Chucky Schumer is still in charge of what comes up, what goes down in the Senate. Mitch McConnell who lately has been apparently working with uh, uh, Chuck Yushumar on a few things, uh, has less power. (sighs) And so there's that. 
Also, there is an analysis from the New York Times that Warnock, Senator Warnock's victory forges Democrats' path through the new battlegrounds. The new battleground states, according to the New York Times, they say forget about Florida, forget about Ohio, Georgia, and Arizona are the new battleground states. And speaking of Arizona, on tomorrow's show, ladies and gentlemen, please make a note of this, a mental note or put it down somewhere where you'll see it. Tomorrow, Carrie Lake will join us. Roger, Roger. So tomorrow, Carrie Lake will be here, scheduled to be here on Boston Early's Rush Hour. You'll want to tune in for that for sure. I had a text that came to me after I had gone to bed. The text said, what do you think of Herschel Walker's chances? I read it this morning. I answered the person, well, I didn't mention Herschel Walker on the show yesterday, if that tells you anything. So nothing that happened was a surprise. I mean, you look at the effort that the Democrats put into this. They ran a they ran advertisements in foreign languages, not just Spanish. They ran it in several Asian languages, Indian. They were after every strata of voter that they can, intelligently putting together a campaign to get people out. They went to court early to make sure that they could have their get-out-to-vote efforts the day after Thanksgiving. What do Republicans do in response to this? Nothing. And Ronald McDonald is out today criticizing Republicans who say that people should come out in large numbers on Election Day. Rona is being challenged, by the way, or or threatened with a challenge. We don't know whether the challenge will really happen or not. And by the way, those of you who insist that Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next House Speaker, and that's just the way it is, the the five Republicans that are opposed to him are still being very vocal that they are not caving, and they don't. And they're saying that they're, they're going to stand firm, and he's not going to be the choice, at least not on the first ballot. So we shall see how that story unfolds. I just mentioned this. RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel, who was related to Mitt Romney, by the way, on Tuesday urged members of her party to stop discouraging early voting and voting by mail. Well, of course you do, Rona. Our voters need to vote early. I've said this over and over again. There were many in 2020 saying don't vote by mail, don't vote early, and we have to stop that and understand that if the Democrats are getting ballots in for a month, We can't expect to get it all done in one day. Really, Rona? Hmm. Because it doesn't have anything to do with the caliber of the candidates that you select. Because it doesn't have anything to do with the amount of money that goes in consultants' pockets instead of in the actual campaign, does it, Rona? It doesn't have to do with these organizations you put together to hoover in the money and then you decide or others decide how that money does and doesn't get spent doesn't have anything to do with the millions of dollars that were spent trying to undermine your own candidates by certain powerful members of your own party, huh, Rona? It's all in early voting and voting by mail, huh, Rona? Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with these stupid outreach programs that you that you Republicans put on year after year, which are nothing but tokenism. doesn't have anything to do with that, does it, Rona? No, 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 it's all that we don't have enough people going out to the polls early. 
doesn't matter that you're still running campaigns like we're in the 20th century when we're in actually in the 21st century, does it, Rona? No, Rona. It's all that we don't have enough vote by mail, huh, Rona? Maybe what we need is a change in leadership. People that actually understand that you can't keep going back to people with the same old pitches every freaking two years and not do anything to recognize that not only are the demographics in America changing, but you have a party where half of it is trying to defeat your own Republican president or do things to stop him from running again. doesn't have anything to do with that, does it, Rona? Year after year after year, cycle after cycle after cycle, same old thing. Same old leaders, by the way. As far as I'm concerned, this party is still being run by the mindset that was Trent Lott running the Senate. Same mindset. The same mindset, Denny Hastert passes on to Paul Ryan, passes on to, I mean, to John Boehner, passes on to Paul Ryan, and now is getting ready to pass. Same mindset. Nothing ever changes. It's the boys' club. Same mindset. Same tired mentality in this party. But no, no, no. It's that we can't get people out to beat the Democrats at their own game with this early vote. It's maybe not that you don't even bother challenging some of the things that you know are the problems. How many times do we have to see Maricopa County become the problem in elections? And yet the Republican Party will not lift and do the heavy lifting to demand that it gets fixed. Instead, they sit and watch anybody that questions the way that these elections are run. They join with the Democrats in pointing fingers at them and calling them a bunch of election deniers. Wouldn't be the self-hatred and self-loathing that you have for your own party, would it, Rona? They're full of crap. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's that. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I got, and I am sorry that I did this, because now I'm trying to undo it, and trying to undo things on Twitter is difficult. I got a direct message from somebody yesterday on Twitter that was like, he was, okay, this is, this is, quote, He was talking about lazy-ass blacks and reparations and why I'm like a liberal with reparations, putting my hand out and blah, blah, blah. And the the message was so toxic. I'm like, let me just block this guy. And now I wish I didn't block it because I want to read it, but I don't have it because I blocked him. So I tried to unblock him, hoping his message would come back, but it didn't. So if you're the guy that sent me that pseudo-racist message on Twitter. Could you resend it, please, so I can read it to everybody? And by the way, also, when you're, if you do resend it, can you also go either rent or buy a dictionary and look up the word, please, look up the word sarcasm. Look up the word satire. 
but I wish I had your pseudo-racist message so I could read it, so can you please resend it? And he went on and on and on about these lazy black people and blah, 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 this, that, you're liberal. <laughs> okay, Debbie, Debbie's telling me to stay calm. Debbie Duham, stay calm. Okay, I'm trying to calm down. But, I mean, how many times do we have to sit and watch Republicans do the same thing over and over again? Like, they never get the freaking message. Meanwhile, their consultants, I guarantee you that out of all this, what did they say, $425 million that was spent in Georgia, I guarantee you out of the Republican, a lot of it, I guarantee you that there are a bunch of Republican consultants today that are popping the champagne because they just got rich all over again, just like they got rich in the last cycle, just like they got rich in the cycle before that, because no matter what, they are going to get rich. The consulting class, when their candidates lose, they get rich. When they win, they get rich. So what do they care if the candidates lose? What are they? Why do they have to run a credible campaign? Because they're going to get rich anyway. I'm trying to calm down. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Oh, a message. Uh, paging Jen, paging Jen, uh, here's a message that I'd like you to please pay attention to, ladies and gentlemen. We at WABC, all of us, especially Jen Grodd, would like all of you to join us here at WABC on Thursday, December 15th. Right, Jen? Yes, correct. We want everybody, and this we all love, and we are all very grateful for you, and this is the holiday season. And so we want all of you to please join us from 6 a.m. until noon. We're going to team up up with uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and we are going to present our annual holiday radiothon. Right? You can listen. You can help raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Season of Hope. And Sid Rosenberg, our very own, our beloved Sid, is going to host it. You know I love Sid so much. All the money that we raise on our Radiothon is going to bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families during this holiday season. You don't have to wait to donate. Jen, tell people where they can go and donate if they want to donate early. Well, I'll tell you. It's wabcradio.com slash slash what? Donate. Thank you. wabcradio.com slash donate. You can spread the holiday cheer with 77 WABC and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. That's Thursday, December 15th, starting at 6 a.m. Jim, would you like to add anything to it? No, just listen. It's going to be a great day. Thank you. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back right after this.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. W. ABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Michael Jackson brings us back. Hear that, Curtis? <clears throat> There's a reason that we're celebrating Michael Jackson music this afternoon. Get out. Get out. And it doesn't matter if you are, well, listen to this. This story is blowing up my Twitter feed today. And I had no idea it was going to blow it up. I should have known maybe. Listen to this headline. This is from LiveNews.com, LifeNews, LifeNews.com. And by the way, the folks over, the shout out to the folks over at lifenews.com. They do terrific work. It is one of the sites that I visit regularly. Huge wave of liberal men are getting vasectomies to protest overturning Roe. A large Planned Parenthood affiliate has been doing more sterilizations on men this fall since the United States court ruled on Dobbs versus Jackson's women's health. Dr. Grace Shee, director of vasectomy services for Planned Parenthood Great Northwest, told Cairo, Cairo's up in Seattle, that they have seen a 34% increase, 34% increase in the number of men coming in for vasectomies. Men are interested in learning about contraception and learning about a vasectomy. I think, she says, the change in our political climate brought ideas and motivations that were there but to the surface. Her Planned Parenthood mill, I'm sorry, affiliate, has facilities in northwestern states, Alaska, Hawaii, Indiana, Kentucky. Indiana's in the northwest? Somebody needs to go back and study geography. Anyway, in some of those states, unborn babies now are protected from abortion. 
The abortion chain tells patients on its website that the sterilization procedure is almost pain-free. Hear that, Kev, in case you're interested? Almost pain-free. Comparing it to going to the dentist or getting blood drawn. So you, too, can go get a vasectomy and be comforted by the fact that it's almost pain-free. And you can protest overturning Roe at the same time. Why do you suppose that all of a sudden men are interested, if this is true, in learning about contraception? Hmm? Yeah. Doctors in Florida, Kansas, and Washington State have also reported an increased demand for sterilization procedures. Why these men are choosing never to have children is not clear. One Washington State man told the local news he felt like he had to do something kind on his end. So he decided to vasectomize himself. I know that's not a word, but I like it anyway. You can get a, you can vasectomize yourself. And you can protest, yeah, you can protest Roe v. Wade. So liberal men are self-doing themselves, vasectomizing themselves so that they can protest and also so they can have sex without consequence. Stay off the weed. Yeah. Okay, reparations time. I really hope that that person that sent me that ugly, that ugly, thank you, Rich. He's my man, Rich, boy, brother Rich, on the case. We have two Riches with us, Rich Radabelli and Rich, our screener. And, and Brother Rich and I, you know, this guy sent me such a racist note, talking about lazy black people, want to know why I had my hands out for money, why I'm turning liberal. Get a dictionary. Once again, look up the word satire. But now we get this. This story comes from Fox News. Banks should fund community development in black communities, support the education of the next several generations of black students, and take on other steps to atone for the role they played in financing and supporting slavery in America. This is a House committee. This is federal, a House committee organized by Democrats. The House Financial Services Committee held a hearing on, quote-unquote, the role of financial institutions in the horrors of slavery and the need for atonement. And so you see California started the ball rolling. They said they wanted to give every black American 233000 bucks and change. New York, legislators are demanding now, hey, let's get on this reparations gig. And now you have the federal government, the federal government, chairwoman, Maxine Waters saying, yep, give me mine. And she wants banks to cough up their money, too. So now the state's supposed to cough up money, you're supposed to cough up money, and the banks are supposed to cough up. Rich, we are going to be on easy street. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I cannot wait. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody's getting in on this. We want the banks to come up. And atone to, it's time to atone. Whether you like it or not. 
That's right. The chickens are coming home to roost. I need it from everybody, Bo. I need everybody to pay up. Thank Honestly, I, I think maybe uh maybe uh Mayor Adams will give us some uh uh weed store licenses on top of that, like a like a combo deal. Oh, get your reparations in a weed store. Yeah. Instead of forty acres in a mule, get some cash and some weed. It's like the Wendy's four for four, but it's different. <laughs> oh boy, Ooh, James Golden. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. James Golden, a.k.a. Snirly, here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77, Bo Snirly's Rush Hour. We're coming back. We're going to get to your calls very, very soon, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the lunchtime edition here at WABC. It's a rip and read with commentary. No calls. Please save it for the weekend's. When WABC stands for Always Broadcasting, Curtis and Lou, once again, I have laid the gauntlet down. This pedophile on a pedestal, Michael Jackson. Get out. 40-year anniversary of Thriller. And uh, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, that you can hear at 4 o'clock today to 5, has gone gaga goo goo for Michael Jackson and Thriller, along with his uh, board operator, Kevin Perez. And, oh, yeah, that's right, Rich Radabali. Rich Radabali, a guy who claims to be a DAR senior producer. Uh, you know what? How about this? How about they take over for 40 Acres and Amuse Spike Lee, who was talking yesterday on behalf of Reverend uh, Warlock, who won a very contested race against uh, Herschel Walker. We'll get to that momentarily. Used to be that... Um, Every year, Spike Lee, 40 Acres, and a Mule would host a party at the end of August in Prospect Park in honor of Michael Jackson's birthday. Uh, and then all of a sudden, when it was obvious he was a pedophile on a pedestal, all of a sudden, uh, that was it. Spike Lee stopped those parties. And I would suggest, since uh, the crew of James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, Kevin Perez, Rich Radabali, and their uh, screener. Who is that, Rich? Uh, that they actually embrace the pedophile on a pedestal and host host the return of the parties for everybody who dresses up right with the uh, the gloves, the glitter, the fedora, the shoes, and maybe James Golden can do the moonwalk. Oofa. Okay, 
Uh-huh. That was Curtis, obviously. <laughs> Sliwa. Oh, my Lord. Well, guys, you're all here. What do you think? Well, I think... Well, you go ahead, Rich. What do you think? He called you a DA instead of a DJ. Yeah, he well, used to be a DJ, not a DA. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that one. Let's say uh, Curtis, is, uh, Curtis's taste in music leaves a lot to be desired, first of all. Uh, and what we do here on this show is we play the timeless classics, unlike Curtis, who is neither a, who is neither timeless nor a classic. All out crazy. Yes. <laughs> so he needs to appreciate the overall beauty that we bring to the show the class Google that we it. bring to the show Google it. Mm-hmm. absolutely Kevin. absolutely no i agree what we do is we like to you know we like to celebrate you know certain occasions that come up on the calendar like the other day we played roy orbison we were celebrating yeah. his life a great life a great artist he was it shows through his music and uh i mean we can't please everyone but you know Car- carter's didn't necessarily wasn't too pleased with that but what we like to do is we like to honor these guys honor these legendary artists that have been in you know countless lives across america and across the world that has to be showed on the show and that's what we like to do rich you know curtis likes to uh he likes this thing called edm what you know that's not even a genre a genre edm electronic dance music <laughs> isn't Come that on. like aren't there you like know, festivals I, don't they know. have the Aren't the, isn't that what the young kids are into these days? Right. I heard that in uh, you know one of those pop up warehouse uh, you know crush parties that they have played uh, you know they play that and then the next day you go back to the place it's gone it doesn't even exist anymore neither does the music. Hey so. Scott, Curtis didn't bother to mention you. I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah, a little racist uh, on his part. Maybe he likes me. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, you know. <laughs> but, but for my, for my money, by the way, the uh, Reverend Warlock comment was genius. I got to give him mad props for that. That's good. Of course, you would single that out. Well, he, he didn't get out. He, he's, he's nice to me. Get out of here. Okay. He, he didn't call me out. Where's Rich Screener? Hello. We're here. Bro, I got an idea, Rich. Shoot it at me. Why don't we do that party? And instead of Prospect Park in Brooklyn, let's see whether we can do it in Central Park and have an MJ celebration every August in Central Park. I like that. We could do, I like that. Yeah. Or, or Pelham. Yeah. Pelham is large. We can fit a lot of people in there. Yeah, and we could actually we, just do, yeah, an MJ festival. You know, Curtis likes to dress up, like to wear red jackets, red berets. He could come and red dress dresses. up on his own. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he fits the role. Oh, Absolutely. That? We sorry. can invite him, make, the, oh. make him the man of oh. the hour. Oh, yeah. Or get a Curtis pinata, maybe. I don't know. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I make mean, it say stuff like that every time you hit it. It, it, makes, it <laughs> makes it Curtis. Get out of here. crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay, Curtis. We heard you loud and clear, Kurt. We're going to take you up on this, bro. So, anyway, it's time to head to the telephones on WABC. Thanks, guys. We're going to do it. We're going to see whether we can organize an MJ festival. Yeah, I like the idea. Anyway, time to head to the telephones. Thank you, gentlemen. Steve in Central Jersey. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? Okay, Mr. Bo James, hello, and thanks for taking my call. Uh, you have been so funny these past few days, and you remind me of the James and Joel days, and we used to warm up for Rush the TV show. I remember that. Back to my point. I, I was listening to another host on another station. His point was... Why? Herschel, huh? <laughs> Why? 
He has everything you need right here on WABC. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to distract you. Go ahead. Uh, uh, His point, the host point was not not as many voters showed up in in the runoff to vote for Herschel as in the general, and that's why he lost. Sounds good, right? A woman called in later. Now, granted, she's only one woman, but she said, I voted on November 3rd. I had to vote by absentee or early early voter by mail, all right, and for for the runoff. And she said, for whatever technical glitch, her vote didn't get counted. Now, you know how, I, from my call last week, you know what I think about this early mail-in voting, right? So I'm thinking the Democrats manipulate it to manufacture votes. I'm wondering now, based on her call, it's one call, are they using it to suppress? Steve, you know I love you, but I'm going to tell you something. Can we, like, stop with this voter suppression every single election? Can we stop and just do it where we know that there are problems? We know that there are problems in Maricopa County. We're going to talk to Carrie Lake about that tomorrow. This time in Georgia, we didn't see the stuff that we saw last cycle. But what we did see in Georgia were two candidates. And my question is, how did those two candidates stack up against each other, Steve? Honestly, how did both candidates stack up against each other in your view? Herschel Walker was right on the issues. All right, he had his message. Uh, uh, Raphael Warnock was all for all Joe Biden all the time, which we know are bad policies for the U.S. Herschel voted for good po- or was for the right policies. He was right on the issues, and that's what. Okay, America can I say something policy. to you? Yeah, yes, go ahead. Herschel Walker was painful to listen to. It was painful. It doesn't mean he wasn't right on the issues. He was right on the issues. You got that 100% right. However, let's talk real life nitty gritty. It was painful to listen to. Do you disagree with me on that? Or am I hitting that nail on the head? I don't disagree with you, you know. Okay, Uh, so let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. When you are running for a for an office, and you are going to be in the national spotlight, do you have to, as a consequence of being in that position, should you, as a candidate, be able to appeal to the widest section of voters, which includes being able to listen to without cringing? I'm just axing. I'm going to talk. <laughs> Go ahead. You're 100% correct. You got to be articulate to get your message through. And maybe that's where he lacked a bit. I, I, ah, I that's what Joe Biden said about, you know, let's remember what Joe Biden said about Obama. Finally, we have somebody that's clean and articulate. That's what Joe Biden said. About Obama. Now, if it came to Herschel, he'd probably say, well, he was clean. Anyway, I got to go to a break, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate your call. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. More of your calls coming up right after this. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Hey Debbie, did you hear what you hear what Bob said? I'm a lover, not a fighter. Did you feel like maybe Bob was a little jealous that you know, like she's texting you? Feel like no, I think he's. I think he might be. He's a little smitten. I mean, and who wouldn't be smitten of Debbie Duhane? She's a fine one. Yeah, baby. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Anyway, you you know that saying that even a a broken clock is right twice a day. Have you ever heard that? That yeah, a broken clock. Surly Mike has weighed in. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bob Brown. Was... Never mind. No. And Surly Mike, in response to me saying that a candidate should be able to articulate themselves, should be, you know, clean and articulate like Joe Biden said of Obama, he said, Surly Mike said two words, John Fetterman. Well, damn, you got a point, Surly Mike. (laughs) Uh, A Philadelphia gas station has hired an AR-15 toting guard. Well, a a bunch of guards as crime spikes. Fox 29 filled a group of officers guarding a car code gas station while wearing military-style clothing, including Kevlar bulletproof vests, while toting shotguns and even assault rifles. Oh, no, assault rifles. The leader of the security firm said that the terrifying, the terrifying arsenal, people are terrified of it, <clears throat> is necessary. Because the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, well, Philadelphia, has become the wild, wild west of Philadelphia. The gas station owner says he turned to the armed agencies the armed guards, because we're tired of the nonsense. Robbery, drug trafficking, and gangs hanging around. I'm fearful for my employees as well as my nice neighborhood and the customers. He said the criminals were forcing us to hire security. Meanwhile, the CEO of Walmart, Walmart, has said that they're going to have to either shut down some stores or raise prices. Why? Because of historically high theft. The criminals are running the show in Democrat neighborhoods all over America. Argument over cigarettes sparked fatal stabbing. Where did that happen? Here in Manhattan. Somebody asked for a cigarette, somebody gets stabbed and killed. Mayor Adams, by the way, has been fined for having too many rats running around his apartment in Bed-Stuy. just thought I'd mention that. I want to see back from Qatar yet, learning how they put on uh, the World Cup. Let's head back to the telephones. Let us go to Casey in Long Island. Casey, welcome you on WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. How are you? Oh, hi, Mr. Snurdly. Thank you so much for taking my call. I First of all, I agree with um, the caller who mentioned Fetterman. That was my, my reaction when you were talking about the articulation problem with Herschel Walker. I mean, I don't know how anyone could have voted for Fetterman. But but really about Carrie Lake, I was happy. I got into my car earlier and heard you talking about the Republican parties needing to step up for and stand up for these candidates because 
I think I think I read that 70 out of the 230 or 240 polling stations in Maricopa County did not work on the day, which is about 30 percent. And nobody is outraged by this. It goes deeper than that. The two so-called Republicans in charge of that election had formed a political action committee to defeat Carrie Lake. And they're running the election. I cannot wait until Carrie is with us tomorrow so she can talk about that aspect of it. And this has been largely unreported in the lamestream press. you got the people in charge of the election, these two so-called Republicans that are actually running the show in Maricopa County where these problems happen. They formed a pact. They were raising money to defeat not only Carrie but MAGA candidates. This is outrageous. And yet you have the RNC. I don't know whether they even said a word about it. Thank you for the call. Let us go to Tony in Clifton. Tony, how are you? Hi, good evening. I agree with you on the topic of the Republican National Committee, Bo. They, I have had them on my radar closely for like a year since our governor's race in New Jersey. And they have been totally useless in helping even the groups that are running the voting locally, they are just totally useless. And I'm hoping if Lee Zeldin gets in into that Lee Zeldin group, said he's not interested and in, he's not running. He said that today, but he said that um, that the RNC needs new leadership. At the same time, he announced he is not um, running for the position. Yeah, we need someone to clean up, whoever that is, because they are lazy, Bo, lazy group lazy self-interested and they ran they were created in 1854 it says on their website to eliminate slavery uh, yeah they and, were and, mm-hmm. and it's ama- it's amazing how how um nowadays whenever there's an election you never hear from them so i'm i'm hoping to see a change because they need to find candidates that as you said relate to the people if you don't put the right candidate out there, we're not going to get them voted in. If you don't put the right person in, we're, we're wasting our time. And so that's what we need, to the right person for the right group. Thank you, Tony. Very well stated. Appreciate it. Joe in New Jersey, time is running out. What's on your mind this afternoon, Joe? You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Yeah, just real quick, it's already been covered now, but I was just referring to Fetterman, too. Democrats would vote for a pineapple if that's who they were running. Republicans uh, are a little more choosy, and that's, I think, hurt Herschel uh, somewhat down in Georgia. Well, that was brief and to the point, and you have a great point. Democrats put ideology first, and they don't care, as in the case of Fetterman. They didn't care. We all knew that he was not up to it. He was not up to the job. They voted him anyway, period. Their ideology comes first. Anyway, that's the time that we have, ladies and gentlemen. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here with you. We will be back tomorrow. Carrie Lake will join us. Please make a note of it. Be here for that. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We will be back tomorrow. See you then. God bless you, and good night.
This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 